Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together... We're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Delicious chicken. It was Rapa. It was Rapa. It's professional, it's professional wrestling. wrestling. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. There's something going on. The Friday edition, live from Las Vegas. And this idea, I think, came from a peckerhead who was like, you know what you should do for the Friday show since you're in Las Vegas? Is get Cheap Heat alum, Ooh. the Brian Campbell, oh. on the program. Oh, yeah. And there he is. Welcome back to. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what to call him, a boxing media superstar, Brian Campbell? You know, I never wanted to be Paul Roma of the Four Horsemen, to just have a, <laughs> uh, a, an asterisk in my history, but I have to say, uh, welcome back home to me. Thank you, Peter. Yes, this welcome is, home is uh, right. Thank you, because and, I have to say this. Let me say this. By the way, Let Roma's not this. the worst asterisk in the Four Horsemen. <laughs> that's so. fair. That's fair. Let me say this. Um, my time was short, but my time after wouldn't have happened. Without you, you think so? Without you, it would not have happened because you, without the the confidence, the exposure, the everything. So you really, you that's know, very you nice. You know to what hear. I mean? You you reach down into the indies and you uh, 
you know. You got the rub. I got, I got <laughs> the Waller rub before Grayson Waller. And also a man who nobody asked for, but they love him when they get him. Andreas Hale is here. Man, I like that. Nobody asked for me. That's how I always show up. Right, but, but, but nobody asked. No, no. You didn't ask for him, but you're happy that he's here. Yeah, when I show up, I got to show out. Um, no, I'm so glad that it worked out that you just happened to be standing here as well. We've now like been enveloped with canary yellow shirts because Team Canelo has walked into the room as we were about to start this interview. And, and his English is good now. Really? By the way, so I, I'm about to interview him after you guys, and I, I said to his publicist, I was like, Hey, so like, what level of English are we talking about? She was like, oh, she was like, with very rare exception, he doesn't even look for a, for help at all. So I've never, I, I'm pretty sure I've interviewed Canelo before, and I'm pretty sure the reason it's not that meaningful in my mind and why it's not popping right to my head is because it was one of those like very disjointed conversations. I was born ready. <laughs> That's, okay. So so I'm excited to... Um, I'm sure... Have you, have you spoken to him recently, BC? Yes, yes. And so um, it's a different guy? It is a completely different guy. I mean, he's... I mean, Andres, he's kind of cool now, right? With the, yeah. Like, he's figuring out how to be hip. I mean, I don't know about the Hugh Hefner pajamas that he's always rolling around. Rich people do different things. True. He also he's been his, rich for a long time now. He yes. also has his wife's eyes tattooed on his left forearm, which means she can see him doing everything. Wow. So we, you That's know, one way to put it. You Great know, point. so, but separate from that, he's a pretty cool dude now. He is. And, and I worked with him. I used to work at the Zone, so I would see Canelo, and I talked to Canelo in English off camera. He was never confident in his English to be on camera. Now to see him like this, him. It's a, it's a new era of Canelo. This is a marketable Canelo in the States. This is a Canelo that can do commercials, sell Nikes. And by the way, the, the crazy, I, think the, I think the most basic and crazy stat about this fight. And b- by the way, guys, we're not doing a boxing podcast. Everyone relax. Just <laughs> chatting it up because we're here. <laughs> fight is Saturday night. We're all hyped for it. I think the most compelling and basic stat is the age of both fighters. You think Charlo's younger and you think Canelo's older. But they're both in the prime of their career right now, and at least age-wise. And they're the same age. They're both 33. They're 33. But different miles. Different miles. Totally so, different mileage, yeah. right? But, like, all of us have the memory of Canelo losing to Mayweather and it being so long ago. But he was a baby that long ago. So it's just it's, it's a fascinating fight. Uh, BC, you've already predicted Char- Charlo's going to win. I'm taking I'm taking the other pill. Yeah, I am. I am. In uh, not, not Andreas. No, no, no. I can't. Let, let, let me just say this is not a boxing pod, but I just want to say this. <laughs> There's one thing that that uh, Canelo opponents of late, and he faces the best all the time. That he's built an incredible resume. But I don't know if they always have that dog, that backbone in them. Are they coming on at this exact moment of their career at the same time that maybe my man at 33, the mileage is catching up? I just, like Brittany said, I don't want to be the last to know that this was about to happen. So I'm going to be, I'm be, that's the, the, I'm be the first to tell you right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's the, that's the Brian Campbell I've missed. A good Brittany reference right off top. So uh, Andres, you, you're, you're staying with Canelo. No, listen, listen. The judges are like the evil twin of Earl Hebner. They're always going to pick the heel in this. And that's Canelo. Like, you can't beat Canelo in Vegas. Dimitri Bivol did it, but he had to win like every round to get seven. He had to win 12 to get seven. I don't think... Charlo can win that many rounds in Vegas. Fifteen will give you twenty. By the way, just just just, hey, you know, just, just so, jumping in there. So you're staying. You're sticking with Canelo. I'm sticking with Canelo by decision. I have to. It's a smart guess. It's a smart go. But you do understand the man has that dog. In him. He does no, no. The X-rays have come back. One hundred. He's, yeah. he's come back. He's one hundred percent dog. Can we, can we retire that meme, please? I don't want to see it ever again with the dog in the ribs. Uh, I'm tired. Um, I'm tired of every meme right now. By the way, I didn't even understand how the uh, Kevin James meme started this week. I don't was know it Kevin James? Yes, yeah, with, it was with Kevin the James. jacket. Yeah. I well, I, and now I'm no at idea. the age where, like, 
I don't feel like looking up where the meme came from. Like, I just move on. I'm like, all right, I missed it, guys. I don't know. Sometimes you see, like, stories are happening, and everyone's talking about it, and you have to do real work to figure out where it started. Yeah, that, that, that's when you know you're old. I mean, that's this, such this, a boomer. It's is, such a boomer yeah, move. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. I, I don't look up anything anymore. I knew it was Kevin James, and I was like, why did this I, surface? And I was like, I'm good. I don't care. Yeah, I'm good. I never was interested in Kevin James. I'm not going to be interested in the meme. Uh, I was. He always depressed me. You know what Kevin James always made me think? Why isn't Chris Farley here? Wow. Because mm. his role in Grown Ups was always like, that's the Farley spot, and you're not him. And it's not his fault. But he, you're not him. Um, all right, so BC. Whose fault is it? Cocaine and hookers? Why? Oh, come on, come BC. On. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's too sorry, soon. Sorry. Was, yeah, wow, it's too wow, soon. Wow. And by the way, yeah. I have to readjust my material. I don't think then, the yeah. hookers were, were the problem, yeah. but I think the <laughs> no. drugs and the weight and yeah, that was, really a lot of uh, problems. But well, well, has Canelo extended to the hip hop and pro wrestling worlds of, of one name acceptance? Like, that's the man. That's the Well, guy. I, I think mm. that it, I don't think the wrestling. Let's be real, guys. I don't think the wrestling world cares about crossover MMA yeah. and boxing people nearly as much as WWE has always believed they have. <laughs> it was one of the things when I get all the questions, and we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the TKO merger here for, uh, for many reasons. Um, number one, I'm not terribly interested in like the big overall business decisions that get made. I, I, I always find it funny to hear like wrestling nerds breaking down this like NASDAQ information as if we're remotely qualified to do so. But... One of the questions that comes up is, oh, does that mean we're going to get way more MMA crossover? My answer is always, I hope not. We're not. It, 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 how often does it turn out? We just saw the end of Matt Riddle, um, which ultimately was fine. You know, Matt Riddle's run was fine. Um, I really like Shayna Baszler. She's, she's a, a, a talent. The Ronda thing, I think, was, for most wrestling fans, largely disappointing. Very. 100%. And that's not even mentioning the ones that came and went in like an instant and really no one cared at all. You barely even remember the Tyson Fury thing happened. You know what I mean? That, was, that was the worst celebrity match of all time. This is performance-wise. Like, like there's like Stephen Amell and Bad Bunny and all these great, like, and then there's then, then there's Tyson Fury. I mean, come on. That, that was, true. It was, it was garbage. It was that garbage. Was, yeah, it, was it was garbage. Bad. Remember Dan Severn? Dan Severn was a pro wrestler for a hot second. Nobody remembers that. Right. And that, by the way, I'd say he was better than, than most. There were a couple of good ones then, actually, that at least kind of worked for a while. Right. But UFC was so different then. Now this idea, like, here's the fundamental problem. And I, I get into it with Ariel Helwani every once in a while about this because I bury UFC fighters quite a bit. To me, the fundamental difference between... Uh, uh, this is not rocket science. Between wrestling and MMA is, of course competition legitimate competition right that is the entire thing people who are really down to actually kill or be killed and those who want to play kill or be mm. killed and with those changes that mentality change there's also personality differences that accompany that and a lot of those personality changes for me make the people who are really down for kill or be killed they're compelling on a basic level level because we marvel at who would be crazy enough to do this I don't necessarily want to have conversations with them all the time. Whereas you could give me one of like the lowest rung superstars in professional wrestling, I guarantee you they'll give you a good interview. I guarantee you'll want to hear their personal sure. story. So I just don't get psyched because this is a storytelling business. Nate Diaz, like Ariel will argue he cuts a great promo. I'm like, but he couldn't do it in WWE. <laughs> no. You can't you can't sound like you're fighting outside of 7-Eleven in WWE. That's not what this is. <laughs> so I don't know that I wanna I don't is there anyone left in boxing or MMA that you guys would really want to see come over 
I mean, there was always the appeal of Conor McGregor for a second, right? I guess that one would on some level still be appealing, right? <laughs> but hasn't, okay, but hasn't the last two and a half, three years of this celebrity boxing bubble that's that's almost about to burst, but it's got Paul Brothers, it's got Mike Tyson coming back. It was, it's been a lot of weird variations. I feel like the same way that Facebook ruined the need for you to ever go to your high school reunion, oh, yeah. this bastardization of the rare comment that used to, comment that used to come on the scene of a crossover into the fight game it almost is like been there, done that, don't need to see that. Whereas, you know, like when it's every once in a while, it suddenly feels like this weird, bizarre thing. It's almost the thing to do now. So, And Logan Paul's kind of ruining it for everyone because he's just too good. He's way too, he's way too good in any business being. If the UFC was going to take anything from pro, pro wrestling, it would be the interests, the pageantry. That's yeah. what they're missing. I agree. But Dane is so stuck in having this, hey, let's have guys walk out and not have identities. It's ruining it. But other than that, I don't want to see MMA fighters. You know that. But, but you know that's my that's my whole thing with with MMA. And, and listen, I I have some bias about it for a variety of reasons. And I also enjoy plenty of MMA and have been to my share. For a guy who's here to who will be here to dump on it very quickly, <laughs> I've gone to my share of fights. Uh, I, I've done my, my my share of interviews. Like I definitely enjoy my my share of MMA. I'm just very critical at times. But yeah, the lack of building characters can can drive me crazy sometimes. I'm like, wait. You're having that person already fight someone they're not ready for? Have you never heard of a build? Like, yeah. there are things you could learn from WWE, as as silly as that may sound. It does. I mean, I'm sure that Vince could... I mean, once Dana realizes that Vince makes all them pay for their own travel, Dana's like, that's an even better idea of how we can gouge more money from these athletes. But no, um, yeah, I think you're right. I, I, you know, I mean, that's been a big podcast topic of, of the spillover between the two. Will this merger ruin the rawness of the the UFC that we love and in in the end I don't know but um, you know this step down in UFC matchmaking over the last year does it have anything to do with uh, the acquisition of WWE I say yes but that's you, another what, podcast really? for another time that's yeah. interesting though I never a lot even of debt to pay off here a lot of debt and the new model is on the UFC side gouge 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 right the opening tickets for MSG Stipe versus John Jones $900 for the worst seat in the arena. No, 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 no. And this isn't secondary market. This isn't whatever. No, no, I haven't this heard that. This is day really? one. Yeah, this that's, is day that's, one. That's that's this true. is actually pre-sale. I have people that were that are in regular customers that were involved in the pre-sale, and they're like $911, $915 for the last row. So the new model is sort of have a marquee event, put it in a city that you know will instantly sell out before you even announce the card, and then just, you know, slowly <sighs> boxing slowly turn the MMA space into some of the pitfalls that boxing has encountered. Oh, that's, that's a scary thought. Do you, Andres, do, you, do these thoughts cross your mind at all? All the time. I mean, look, the UFC is a content-churning machine now. We have, what, 47 cards out of 52 it's, it's, weeks? It's, it's crazy. So that it's part's crazy, too. It's absolutely impossible to build a star, right? Like, because it's on to the next. Israel Asani just lost to Sean Strickland. Are we talking about this fight anymore? No, yeah, right. yeah. The next there's already. no incentive to build a pay-per-view star in the same way. But, Peter, you know, it might be hard when you're seeing across from maybe the only two accomplished journalists across the board who were able to cover MMA, boxing, and pro wrestling at the highest that's level true, at Bryce. the same time. You know how we say Mauro Ronaldo can call anything that's involved in fighting, and he has? Yes. And that's what sort of sets him apart and makes him unique in that space? These two gentlemen across from you, you know. Uh, by the way, you, you, why are you telling me this? Do you think I had two jabronis sit down with me? <laughs> hey. And I just want to give, a, before we move on to some WWE, and a, a good friend of mine is, is, to me, a great example, and he doesn't ask me to do this, but it's true, a great example of a story that's not told. And that is Khalil Roundtree. Mm, Khalil yes. Roundtree's story is insane. And I only know it because Laura Stiles, my co-host, one of her best friends, is his fiance. 
So yeah, I got wait, in, wait, which element of the story are you saying? Because I'm wondering if I don't even know it because it's so badly. No, no, you told. know. I'm, I'm sure you know it. His his weight loss. Yeah. Okay. He was okay. a fat kid. Let me, no, not fat kid. He weighed 400 pounds. Yeah, he's huge. I mean, the fact that he was big pun sized, sitting at home, downing Mountain Dew. You know, his dad had died when he was super young, super depressed, sure. literally just a kid sitting at home, fat and depressed. Watch the Ultimate Fighter. Said, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And over the last couple of years has provided, in my opinion, some the last one, one of the more spectacular knockouts of the year. And then you don't tell the story. You don't put him... You don't even get him out of their whatever their what's the PC called? What's their what's the their apex? The apex. You don't even let the guy get out of the apex in front of a crowd, dude. Build a baby face. He's a dream come yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. That's a miss. You know the problem is when they do get stars that could be marketable. If those stars make one misstep against the company brand, though, then they're grand. They're branded by the voice of the company as being you know whatever lazy. They don't want to fight people. All that stuff. So there's a lot of just fake, false news, misinformation. And the fact is, the UFC, the two biggest, most recognizable things are the three letters together and Dana's bald head. And that has been purposeful along the way to make it like that. The product speaks for itself. And I think ever since the ESPN deal hit, there's no incentive to build monster pay-per-views that builds monster pay-per-view stars. It's almost like what happened to the talking head, the Sports Center anchor, post-Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann, right? Mm-hmm. In the 90s, where the company said, you know what? We don't need big stars that are going to so want a, things. You know what I mean? What we want is a faceless batch of very good ones. You know? Yeah, it's funny. SVP is kind of the only one who really lasted in the, like, you're still a, a, a star who yeah. we can base things around you. And by the way, it's probably a pain because SVP is the man. He now got Sports Center in D.C. <laughs> the whole thing works around the way he wants. He gets his boys on camera. Like, SVP is the man. Um, all right, so... Andres, let me ask you, what's the thing in WWE currently most excited about? Not Jade Cargo. Besides Jade Cargo coming I mean, over, of course, of which course. we all agree is going to be awesome when it happens. And BC, I don't know if you've gotten to see her at all. but A bit in AEW, just she, in and out, just jumping in. She's yeah. literally just, like, I've been saying the last couple of episodes that I think she needed to go to the PC, which it looks like is going to happen. Yes. And she's, she is not quite ring ready for the level of competition in WWE. But, I mean, she is money. I mean, the, the second yeah. you saw her in AW, you go, oh, my God. This is, we're looking at a different kind of star. 100%. But besides Jade, what's out there that you're excited about right now? Anything Gunther is doing. I it, love this take. Anything. Like, mm-hmm. this is a guy that Vince didn't like. This is a guy that Vince had lose to Drew McIntyre at SummerSlam, get pinned first. I mean, not SummerSlam, Survivor Series. And now he's on this incredible run. He's had five-star matches, according to Dave Meltzer, against basically anybody. And he's got the most intriguing story. And to me, if you want to build a guy to be- beat Roman Reigns, Gunther is that guy. I think you could be right, man. Have you gotten, because I know BC guys, just so you know, we all love the Brian Campbell, but his boxing stardom has taken him out of WWE day-to-day. Between that, being a dad, et cetera, coming up with the clever Britney references, there's a lot that I'm needs either to be all done. the way in or all the way out on this thing. So okay, have, you, have you gotten to see Gunther at all during this amazing oh, yeah, Intercontinental yeah, 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 yeah. run? No, not during this run, but I know oh. who he is, and that's an interesting thing. No, there was that time, though, that the physically strong one did try to push over Harley Race as the fifth greatest uh, <laughs> pro wrestler of all time. Now, so let me ask you guys. Let me if ask you do want to transition into something, no, that's no. I'm, that, sore. That, I'm still sore over that. That okay. was a classic <laughs> moment. I forgot. Now, real quick, speaking of Harley Race, we had a conversation on last week's show where uh, the three days ago, Dipperstein, SGG, and I came up with uh, Mount Schlumpmore. Mount Schlumpmore um, is the four superstars who are the schlumpiest of all time. It came up because of Eddie, Eddie Kingston, right? We're like, oh, Eddie Kingston has to be on Mount Schlumpmore. Oh I mean, who's schlumpier than... Like a, like a Corporal Kirchner dad bod type feel? Yeah, but like, oh. t- t- Kirchner's not even on the level. He, he, had, he had muscles. 
Um, we were arguing, so we, we, we threw in, we said the king, we said number one with a bullet on Mount Schlupmore, and we said this with all due respect, because he also could, he may be the goat, too, is Dusty Rhodes, right? I oh, mean, 100%. Yeah. He owns Mount Schlupmore. I mean, on his action figure, they put that big red boil. The squash. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the third nipple, whatever it is, <laughs> Vesuvius, I don't know. You know? But no, so, so you got Dusty 100%. I believe Eddie Kingston and KO probably have to be there. Yes. And then it's about figuring out the fourth one. Harley races in the conversation. Um, though he had sort of old man strong going yeah, on for a long time. He did. Um, is it Mick Foley? Mick is, what about Terry Funk? I said Terry Funk, but mm. then they reminded me, young Terry kind of had a six pack. Did he? He did. If you look at, if you look at champion Terry Funk, um, he was pretty jacked up. But Adrian Chainsaw is- Charlie... Adrian Adonis before you, you know. I mean, really, no, no, at the end, really, the end particularly. But even before he was adorable, he he always sort of had that true playboy buddy Rose look. But I will tell you two things: one, he could really move. Like the thing about Foley is that, like, this is why I argued against Big Boss Man and Bam Bam Bigelow. They moved too well to be schlumps. Yeah, Yeah. Nia Jax as well. Uh, (laughs) The the Adrian Adonis one is weird because the last version of him may have been the schlumpiest, most grotesque body we've ever seen. Yes. But younger Adrian Adonis, when he wore the leather jacket, motorbike connection, he he actually could really move. Yeah, yeah he could. So, but but I will say, the Humpty Dumpty, late Adonis, m- belongs. That is absolute high level schlump. Foley's amazing too, though, because he was not only like a heavier schlump in his old age, he was a thin schlump in the early days. <laughs> Very true. Very true. <laughs> Which they, you don't see that much anymore. I will say, I do think Eddie Kingston, it, it, the, another thing that came out this week is that Kingston signed a four-year deal. I know yes. you haven't been that in these days, uh, BC. But it, it dis- Well, I've, I've been in on the uh, Wrestlers Netflix series. Am I, mm. am I okay to mark out for uh, Hollywood Haley J? I mean, or, or what? I'm only one episode in, but like, I know, is it, it's, it's oh, pretty... Oh, finish it. Fin- it's it's amazing, good. right? Yes, it is. It, yeah. Hollywood Haley J is, is special. She, I mean, she, she's special. She's every girl I went to high school with, but that's maybe the allure. She's, she's. There's something. There's something going on there. There's, you really sweet, think so, sweet Peter? There's something. Going there's on something there. going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know about the bumping game, but the attract an audience and demand their their emotion from them. Yes. All right. And now a lot of yellow. A lot of, a lot of men dressed in yellow coming. All right. Well, unfortunately, what that means is the end of the Brian Campbell and Andreas Hale because I sat down at that point with uh, Canelo Alvarez, which is pretty cool. But enough boxing talk. I know you don't want any more boxing talk, and you won't get any more boxing talk. Um, I am back now in my room. Miss Hatton is here. What up? Oh, that doesn't sound like he'll Miss Hatton. Is that you're not back to babyface, Miss Hatton? Are you? I'm just me. Hmm. Do you miss me? She misses me, but she doesn't miss Rocky because he came on the trip with us. So shout out to uh, Rocky Boy and shout out to Bear, who's back with our friend Sydney in New York City. So yeah, you may hear Rocky Boy. Don't even worry about that. Uh, guys, we got to talk about it. Um. I am so bummed out about Adam Cole, man. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, 
you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. I am so bummed out about Adam Cole, man. What a bummer. If you don't know the news, um, Adam Cole is, like, seriously injured. Um, And I don't think... I, I. I didn't see anyone. T- maybe I don't pay enough attention to the dirts, but I didn't see anyone talking about it prior to uh, Dynamite this week. But yeah, for how much I've been enjoying this MJF Adam Cole thing, this really stinks. Um, Adam Cole was on Dynamite. He had a cast. He had crutches, and he revealed that he broke his ankle in three different places um, while tearing ligaments. Also tearing ligaments. Uh, when he hopped off the ramp last week, he described it as like his leg exploding. Um, and he said he needs surgery. I, I assume this is not the story. I assume this is the real deal. Um, then MJF got attacked backstage by masked men. Don't know who that is, and I guess they'll have to go a different direction. But assuming this is all what it appears to be, then... We're going to have to make a major pivot here if you're Tony Khan and company. you got to figure something out. This thing's been so good. And, yeah, Britt Baker actually shared pictures of Adam Cole's broken foot. So uh, Ringside News has an article titled Internal Perception Within AEW of Adam Cole's Injury. What does that mean? Oh, many questioned if it was legitimate. But it says the word with an AEW is he is legitimately scheduled for surgery and will be out quite some time. Now, listen, if it's all story, I love it. You know how much I love that. Give me a, a fake injury and you work everyone. I would absolutely love it. Um, but assuming he's out, I mean, don't you kind of have to just keep running with MJF as a babyface now for like the foreseeable future? Until you get back and continue this thing with Adam Cole? I mean, I guess you don't have to if you don't know how long it's it's going to be. But I just feel like, man, I want to see this thing really get the ending that it deserves. You know what I mean? Um, so this is uh, 
This is disappointing. Oh, this is good news. Let's go to the mailbag real quick. Paul writes us. Mail. Well, he said the MJF shirt was back. But it's not the right one. No. He said it was, but it's it's not the one. This is just a regular pink better than you MJF shirt, which, by the way, is mage also. Not going to lie. Nat, the, the pink better than you MJF shirt is hard. Come take a look. But, but she needs the Mets colors, and that's the one I haven't been able to find. This, this is just the regular pink better than you MJF. What are your tees? I think it's pretty dope, but um, isn't the Met color one like a tank top? No, I think, they, I think they just turned it into a, oh, wow. a tank top. What, the straight pink? I, like I would look great in that pink. You I'm not really going to lie to would. you. You really would. Don't think I can do it, though, unfortunately. Right there. All right, there's Maxwell. Loading up to see if they brought back the Met shirt on Shop AEW. Yo, I'm going to tell you, one thing AEW has taken from WWE and is running with it for better or for worse is the constantly changing merch. My Lord. Uh, there's a bro chachos for life shirt. There's he's our scumbag, kangaroo kick, kiss the ring. I'm a poor. There's the old I'm a poor hoodie. Hanukkah is better. <laughs> Hanukkah is better sweater. The MJF devil shirt. I mean, they have so many. Like Max has been out for. There's Max meeting uh, CM Punk as a kid. Yeah, but they don't have a. A Maxwell X Miss Hatton collab shirt yet. You know what I mean? That's, That's a good I mean, point. So there's still opportunities. Still opportunities. All right. Sorry, Nat. I don't see the the one you wanted. Uh, let's see what else we have in the mailbag here, though. Lots of mail this week, as per usual. Mail. Imtiaz says, making Jade Cargill big time. Hey, gents, hope you're doing well. It feels like a simple way that WWE could strap a rocket to Jade Cargill would be to have her beat Becky Lynch straight away for the NXT title in convincing fashion. She then could have some squash matches as she gets used to the WWE style. What are your tees? Emi from the UK. By the way, knew you were from the UK the second you said straight away. That's interesting. It's interesting. I mean, I always have mixed feelings about having someone come in from another company and immediately beat like your biggest star. Like I always hated when they did that with I hated when they did that with Ronda and 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 UFC stars and I kind of feel the same way about about wrestling. By the way, speaking of wrestling, we watched the first episode of Wrestlers. This shit is slamming, bruh. I'm, I'm very excited to pick this thing up. I almost want to take my time with it because it seems awesome. The feel of it is pretty bleeping dope. Brian writes us about Mount Schlumpmore. Male. Absolutely outrageous that Dip thinks Mick Foley doesn't qualify for Mount Schlumpmore. Mick Foley is the schlumpiest schlump who ever schlumped. As SGG correctly pointed out, he even adapted his schlump game through the years. Oh, I said that too. Yeah, he started out skinny schlump. From kind of chubby, homeless-looking Cactus Jack to fat mankind in a too-small referee shirt. Plus, he lived the gimmick. Everywhere he went for his whole life, he wore a flannel shirt and sweatpants. Forget Mount Schlumpmore. Foley is schlump god. And some honorable mention schlumps. Adrian Adonis. Yes, that came up. Uh, Andrew Goldstein suggested that. Brooklyn Brawler thought about that. Bubba Ray Dudley. Adonis is an interesting one for Mount Schlumpmore, as we talked about earlier. Um, oh, more Jonathan wants to weigh in on Mount Schlumpmore. The fourth member of Mount Schlump 
Brooklyn Brawler. Another vote for Brooklyn Brawler. Here's Brandon Cousins weighing in on Mount Schlumpmore. Uh, what about Jake the Snake? You know what? It's a sneaky good pick. Even though he's not, was, well, he wasn't as a wrestler fat, particularly. In his comeback, he didn't look great. The Austin 316 era. But um, he was sort of a schlump in his basic look, if you really think about it. Male. Mark writes us, hey, guys, while sad that Jade has left AEW, I have to admit I've been calling her future WWE Women's Champion Jade Cargill for quite some time, and I'm happy to, for her to keep climbing that ladder. My pen and napkin booking for her would be to come in and beat Becky somewhat handily for the NXT title, possibly even injuring her, so we can delay the return match as long as possible. Jade then can walk the line between the main roster and NXT, giving her a chance to... Um, go to her job on the main roster while attending night school at NXT. Ideally, she'd have that title for quite a while after this with Becky getting her heat back on a return match down the road. My hope is it would make her look mage and cover up the fact that she still needs a bit more seasoning. Regarding All In, I'm surprised that most people seem to gloss over the fact that it was very clear on the broadcast that they did state largest paid attendance and not just largest attendance. I do, however, wonder if the notorious SGG was the person who called in the access to information request, thus fulfilling his need to make sure AEW does not get one over on WWE. Thank you from an admitted AEW mark, Mark. Thanks, Mark. I don't hate that. I don't hate that about uh, the way to book her. Yeah, both of you guys may be right. Come get that NXT strap off of Becky. No need for her to have that. Bring her into NXT. She works with Tiffany Stratton. She works with this one. She works with that one. James writes us, Mail. Pete SGG and Dip, I normally disagree with you about WWE ruining surprises. I think most of the time that's wrestling media ruining surprises. But the Jade Cargill situation is different. Like many, I think she probably needs to go to NXT for a spell. So I didn't envision her showing up in the Rumble and, and running things. But planting the story with ESPN and then confirming it on WWE social seems dumb. And she doesn't have some iconic theme that would have generated the huge initial pop of her showing up on the main roster. But why, oh why, couldn't we have just kept this quiet and let her attack Becky or Tiffany this Saturday? That would have been fun. I'm sorry, that would have been fun. Male. Now, Keith writes us and says, Dear Forever 24-7, SUG and Dip, next Thursday, October 5th, will mark my eighth year of sobriety, and I'd like to thank you and the rest of the Cheap Eat universe for your role in this milestone. I've always loved pro wrestling because it's great, and it was one of the very few things that kept me going during the final days of abusing alcohol as it gave me something to look forward to during the week. As I rebuild my life and career, I am on the road constantly for both work to enjoy my life with my family, etc. Listening to Cheap Heat has kept me going during all these drives, making me laugh, think, and feel super mage as part of a community. I am asking the Cheap Heat universe for a small favor ahead of this big day. If you know someone impacted by a mental health disorder, reach out to them. You wouldn't believe how just a few kind words could positively impact a person that may be suffering. If you're suffering, contact a friend, family member, or helpline. There are people who love you, and want to help you regardless of how down and hopeless you may feel. Battling something such as alcoholism is very hard. However, much like anything worth fighting for, the rewards you can receive make it all worth the effort. Honorary Juice of Jace Keith Harrington. P.S. To make this wrestling related, why is it when we mention the best heels of the 1980s, people rarely mention the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase? I'll hang up and listen. 
Uh, to your original point, congratulations. Eight years sober is a big deal. You should be very, very proud of it. And yeah, um, I th- you know what? I-, I can think of someone or two that I should reach out to um, just to check in. Especially when like there are people who you know are going through something, but they're so annoying and like they're so difficult as a result of what they're going through, whether it be uh, alcoholism, uh, depression, whatever form of mental health issue they're having, that you end up getting so annoyed with them that you're you're angry rather than helpful. It's easy to have that happen. So I appreciate that message to maybe make us rethink those people who we know are going through something and saying, "Hey, you good?" Then there are the people in your life that you know aren't doing good, and you check on them too often, and they get off and get angry at you. Got to stay patient on those people too. And keep going. Mail. Andrew writes us and says, love a good professional wrestling match where there's a rivalry and then a show of respect between the competitors. But just got done watching AW Grand Slam, and I got to say, way too many handshakes after the matches. The Samoa Joe handshake put me over the edge. MJF won by nefarious means and still gets a handshake? What are we even doing here? This isn't game seven of a hockey playoff series, Stay Mage. Andrew, I agree. Mail. Adam says, enough is enough. And it's time for a change to how you all use the JWO group chat. You and the other peckerheads need to start using Apple's Send as Invisible Ink feature to protect each other from spoilers. Below is my wrestling group chat at 8.09 Eastern this Friday. We are all without a life, uh, terminally online, and had already discussed the idea of Rock showing up in Denver. Also, if someone screws up, it's on them to cover it with stickers so others don't accidentally see it at a glance. If you're about to tell me that some of the JWR aren't iPhone users, they need to be. Actually, no, the whole JWO is iPhone, so this is all doable. Interesting. I didn't know you could do this. But what's the purpose then of, like, you say something and then you cover it? I know I sound like such a boomer, but I don't really understand. Mail. Robert uh, sent us an article about uh, an NPR article about uh, bagels. He says he's a ham, egg, and Swiss on everything guy. Ooh, that sounds delicious. He said, thank you guys so much for what you do. I saw this article go through my timeline where an NPR writer wrote an article arguing for a plain bagel order. I hear her argument that it's technically the purest judgment of a, bagel's, a bagel joint's bread. However, if you're going to have a bagel, why wouldn't you make it delicious? Having a plain bagel isn't like having a, having a lettuce-wrapped turkey burger Rather than a double bacon cheeseburger. What are your teas? Exactly. You're not, you're not really saving anything by having a plain bagel. So you might as well have a good one. Hey, Peter. Been a fan since the original three. This is from Jeff. Been listening in the car with my kids since, day, since the day they were born. Thought you might like this video from my six-year-old, Zoe. It isn't quite on the nose, but it's the theme song of Jace. Let's try to hear this. That is incredibly cute. Thank you. Zoe, tremendous. You're mage. And many people have called me Frozenberg before, so don't feel bad. Um, wow. I love you guys. Can I just tell you that? I love you guys. I had a very long day today. Our our flight to Vegas last night was brutal. Uh, let me tell you something about Delta Comfort Plus. Not so much first class adjacent as bad coach plus. 
I mean, ev- we had so many dumb Fakakta delays. You ever had one of those flights where you're sitting on the tarmac and it sounds like the, the reasons the pilot's giving are made up, like he's ribbing everybody? Hey, you're uh, Captain speaking here. We're just going to, uh, we we got to get you guys some water here. So we uh, we don't have any water that is going to be uh, for the uh, toilets and sinks and whatnot. So we just got to have some water. So we're going to. Get you some water here so we can have the toilets usable on the flight. So it's going to take a few minutes. Just hang on. We'll be right back. Be in the air shortly. 30 minutes later. Hey there. Captain speaking. And uh, yeah. So, uh, hey. <sighs> how do I say this? We, we, remember how we need water? We still need the water. But it turns out the tube to bring the water to the plane. Yeah, it's broken. Tube is broken. So we're going to have to get ourselves another tube. But that should be here in just a couple minutes. And we should be up and running shortly. Thank you for patience. 30 minutes later. Hey, guys, Captain speaking here again. Uh, man, I am sorry about the delays here, but we remember how I told you we need a water and to, to use the water, we need to get the tube. Well, the machine that brings the tube, uh, the battery in the machine died. So we just got to get a new battery for the machine to bring the tube to get you the water. As soon as we do that, we'll have you guys up in the air in, any, in no time. Not a big deal whatsoever. Only been about 90 minutes so far. I'm personally in here watching a movie. So, uh, and, I'm, and by the way, the cockpit, plenty of room. So I'm taking my time. And by the way, even though they can't serve you drinks on the tarmac for some reason, I'm sipping a luxurious uh, diet beverage and eating some cookies. But as soon as we eventually get up in the air, and then after that, when we eventually turn off the turbulent sign, then we'll send the people out with mediocre snacks. So you'll have a cracker in your mouth in about 45 minutes to an hour. If all things go well, we'll have you in Vegas and psh, just three or four hours after we intend it. All right, over now. That was basically our experience yesterday. Thanks, babe. Natalie Natalie liked my impression. That is exactly what happened. And then a lady got kicked off for falling asleep before the flight took off, sort of like Odell Beckham Jr. If you guys remember that story, that was interesting. So then we get here at like 1 a.m. All right, the good news. The lovely people at Showtime sent us a limo. That was nice. Too bad the... I, I, of course, the one time we get a limo, it's, it's so close. The airport in Vegas is like 10 minutes from the Strip, but it was really fun. So we enjoyed that. Don't think I'm such a D-bag that I don't pop for a limo. I don't sit in limos that often. That was fun. Um, And then we get here, and I was able to sleep for about 90 minutes before waking up to do the morning show. Then went back to sleep for a couple hours before the K show. Then I saw Brian Campbell and Andreas Hale. I interviewed Canelo. I'm here with you now. And then we're going to go out to dinner. Actually, I'm gonna, we're gonna, right now, I think we're going to try to hit an outlet or two. And then go to dinner and enjoy ourselves, have an adult beverage like some gentlemen uh, and gentle women and a gentle dog named Rocky. So uh, I wanted to at least make sure we got you a Friday something. And I'll be honest, this, this, this is something. This is something. Next week, have a special guest that I was going to have today. We're going to push it to next week. Looking forward to that as well. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. I do recommend if you like a good fight, you watch the Canelo Charlo Saturday night. It's going to be a fun one. And either way, we'll be back with a new episode of Cheap Heat on Tuesday. Do me a favor, guys, this weekend, stay mage number one. Take it easy, number two. And enjoy yourself, number three. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. And then I went to makeup and, like, sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. m m m Mitch.